Welcome to the Have You Ever Podcast. My name is Michael Nielsen, a fitness enthusiast, lifelong learner who is always asking questions. Each week I will dive into topics you've always wanted to know more about, but never had the courage to explore. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now let's jump into your weekly dose of Have You Ever. Hey, what's going on? This is episode 36 of the Have You Ever Podcast, and I am your host, Michael Nielsen. Happy Family Day to all my Canadian listeners out there. Or if you happen to be listening from the province of Manitoba, happy Louis Riel Day. This week I had the privilege of chatting with John Gloob on his recent memoir, My Ice Cream Sunday. This was my first crack at doing an interview with an author about a book they have written, which had its own challenges, such as how to condense 10 pages of notes of an interview that will be less than an hour long. I will provide the Amazon link where you can go and purchase your own copy of My Ice Cream Sunday, but let me be the first to tell you that you will not be disappointed by this book. John shares his heart and life story and helps challenge you to become a better parent, how to overcome loss, how to inspire the soul to conquer all, and get the life that you want. You will laugh, you'll be inspired, but forewarned, you may also get emotional like I did reading this book. John Gloob was born in Toronto, Ontario, and then grew up on a farm nestled in a small Ontario town. He was always fascinated in personal growth and success as he strove to live this way. He complemented his positive mindset in various ways such as leadership courses, martial arts, fitness, spirituality, and researching successful professionals. His life experiences have been a mix of beauty and pain that have put him to the test. He worked through it all and in the process he learned what life was all about and how to successfully live in it. John is a personal growth speaker and a life coach that began with a career in an electrical trade. He is a married, loving father whose family is first in his heart. He has an incredible zest for life and his love for helping others succeed is permanently ingrained in him. He loves sharing his winning strategies that help others overcome their obstacles to claim their own successful lives. My Ice Cream Sunday is John's first book. Highlights of today's episode include, John shares how he has been able to take on seemingly impossible tasks in his life and what steps he took to be successful. We discuss how John's attitude of accepting help from others has changed over time and how turning to God for guidance for life's big problems helped him to give more control with the smaller problems in life. John shares advice for others who have been struggling with the pain of loss through his own personal experience. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please share it with a friend. Please rate and review Have You Ever on iTunes or Spotify. It really does help this podcast grow. Here we go with John Gloob on his book, My Ice Cream Sunday. Welcome, John. I'm so excited that you are joining me in my podcast today. How are you? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Glad we finally got that audio to work. That's right. You know, technical difficulties. Yes. So before we jump into the story of your memoir and your life story, can you briefly tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, yeah, I was actually born in Toronto, um, Toronto, Canada, just across the lake here from where we are. And uh, yeah, I was, um, geez, I was only about five years old till we moved away, uh, moved away from there. Um, so I don't really remember too much uh, of Toronto, uh, but it's amazing. Even like four or five years old, there's still some memories there. And I still even joke with my parents right now uh, <laughs> because I remember uh, when we went to, uh, well, when they took me to junior kindergarten over there, somehow I still have these memories. And uh, my parents, uh, they were both immigrants. My mom uh, is Ukrainian and my father is Croatian. And our, uh, my grandparents, uh, my mom's uh, parents uh, on that side of the family, uh, they lived with us. So I spoke Ukrainian with them all the time. Hmm. And so, so it was, it was like one of those scenarios uh, back then. And, uh, and it was funny in a sense, because I spoke Ukrainian before I spoke English. And, uh, and that's how that started. And I went, 
I joke with my parents. I went to school and I honestly didn't understand what anybody was saying because, right, I didn't have this whole English thing down. <laughs> so uh, so I joke with them. What kind of parents would take their kid, you know, to school when they can't even speak the language there? And uh, and this type of thing. So we joke around about that. But in the end, I did write a book. So obviously I learned something along the way. But uh, but no, we uh, yeah, we moved from Toronto. We moved uh, to Dunville, Ontario. Uh, and that's where I grew up in a small town. Uh, it's on Lake Erie. And um, we were on a farm there. So we had like the farm animals and uh, the corn in the fields uh forest uh with the bush and firewood and um it was a great uh place to grow up um yeah so so that's where that's where it all kind of began uh for me uh there was always something to do and i always loved having something to do and um learning new things all the time it's just kind of how i am and and taking on different challenges I understand that you like to run and um, yeah, uh, in high school, uh, there was a student leadership course that I uh, was fortunate enough to get in on and they sent us up to Lake Kuchiching. And so, um, yeah, so I remember being up there and they ran us, uh, it was was a camp for two weeks and they ran us every day. It was a leadership uh, course, but it was sports oriented and uh, my legs never hurt so bad in my life. So uh, and uh, I was about 14 years old and uh, I could do sports. I was good at uh, different things uh, like this. Um, but man, that running was tough. Uh, but interesting enough, uh, when, uh, when I came back, um, I missed it. I missed the running and being out on the farm. It's like it, my legs uh, just wanted to go run again. I went and I bought myself a pair of shoes in town and our block out there was seven kilometers. And so, so running around the farm uh, on the roads and the back road and came around and it was a seven kilometer uh, run. And I know when I started it, I was probably about, I think it was about an hour or 55 minutes. I got that down to 25 minutes was the best uh, that I did. I did that uh, in the summer there and then fall time came and uh, I hung up my running shoes and (laughs) I got away from it. So anyways, it started uh, sports and um, exercising and, and that type of stuff. Uh, friends and I wanted like lifting weights and that kind of thing uh, that we like to do. But uh, but yeah, so I grew up uh, there in Dunville. And then um, eventually my parents moved to Stony Creek, uh, not too far away. And uh, because they had a restaurant, they got away from the farm and they started up a restaurant in uh, Stony Creek. And uh, we moved there. So, um, yeah, so then moved there and, uh, that's where I had, uh, my restaurant experiences and it was a fast food restaurant, nothing, uh, nothing, uh, complicated that way. Um, but we, uh, yeah, joked, joked around with my friends and how, what a chef I was and, uh, you know, cooking hamburgers and French fries and that type of stuff. Um, from there, I uh, took electrical in Mohawk college, um, and um, it went to Toronto for co-op terms and uh, at IBM when it was there on Don Mills Road. Uh, I remember that one, 844 Don Mills Road. And that's where that's where IBM was. And um, around that time, though, it, uh, um, the economy was turning sour and uh, it was hard to find a job uh, around. Um, around Toronto. I wanted to stay at IBM and they weren't keeping anybody anymore. And then I found myself moving to Kitchener Waterloo. Uh, a good friend of mine that, uh, I went to school with, he moved there ahead and he got a job. And, um, so then I got a job at the same company that he did. And that's how I moved off that way. And, uh, it's interesting how, uh, how life kind of goes in a sense. Like some people don't move around too much. And then, um, and for me, we it just kind of innocently in itself uh, would happen, and so I ended up in Waterloo and uh, lived there uh, for several years. Um, that was uh, um, that was where really um, my story began when I started writing uh, when my story began in the book, and um, and that's where um, uh, everything. Uh, the tough stuff happened too. That's when uh, cancer decided to uh, strike our family. And then my wife was uh, diagnosed with breast cancer. And, um, and uh, so I kind of went from, 
being the strong guy and uh, doing the exercising and the weights and even uh, with the martial arts there that I uh, took there in uh, Kitchener, there was a great school there. And, uh, and the reason I, I would bring that up in the book, um, because uh, I just kind of wanted everybody to know uh, how my mindset was. I really felt strong in every way. I uh, wasn't worried about anything. Um, um, I just felt that anything that I wanted to do, I could do. Um, I just would have to work at it and uh, think positively and great things would happen. Uh, but when uh, cancer showed up, um, I tell you the truth, we, we both still had that attitude where, oh, yeah, we can get through all this. Uh, um, but as years uh, it went on like that for four years, she was sick and eventually passed away. So um, it was a tough go. Um, and slowly that um, really started to disassemble me in a sense that, uh, hey, here's uh, here's this guy that was all you know, thinking he's all it and on top of the world and, um, uh, getting dismantled. Yeah. So, so from there, um, uh, yeah, that's when, um, uh, well, the book covers a lot of stuff there, but uh, anyways, uh, moved, moved North. I, uh, the children and I, um, uh, my two children and I, we moved North, uh, to another small town and, uh, and started living there. Yeah. And, um, basically that's how, um, that's where I started to know that I had to do something, uh, to get myself, uh, out of, uh, I don't know, just a bad mental spot that I was in. So the reason we uh, are having you on here today is to talk about, as you've made reference to your recent uh, memoir, a life story about yourself, which is called my ice cream Sunday. So I just want to start this and ask why you decided to write this book. Yeah, this this book. Um, I think as I started to come out of, uh, I don't know, the whole uh, grieving process and the whole uh, rebuilding myself process, and started to get success out of, um, I don't know. I'm kind of like a do-it-yourself kind of guy. So, so I would try, I would try a lot of things. Uh, some wouldn't work, and some would work. And then I would uh, carry on from there. And as I started to get success out of it and know that there are things that work and um, this was important to me. That's I think when it started to spur in my mind, I got to write some of this down because uh, I would talk to other people and people would talk to me because they knew what happened. And uh and I think without them even saying, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm sure I put a lot of people in a lot of awkward uh, positions because they may not know how to talk to me or bring that up. But I'm, I know that they were kind of amazed that things were going on and, and, and things were progressing. And, and that was, uh, and I was, um, uh, I was being able to carry on with life where a lot of people seem to uh, still be stuck or, or, are still struggling that way. So the decision to write the book uh, started um, like a seed of it started back then, uh, but I still had quite a ways to go. I knew as far as uh, getting myself on track in a position to do it. So um, when I finally did do it, years had passed and I again, been through a lot of things and I was talking to a lot of people and I always enjoyed uh, people and I enjoyed talking to them and, and, uh, and that was the thing that I realized that we all have a lot in common um, as far as struggles go. Um, and and just, just because my life had certain struggles, it doesn't mean that it's, it was tougher or easier than other people's. Um, and when, it, when I would talk to people, um, it almost seems like everybody wants to relate. Well, well, this happened to that person and that's uh, tougher or something, or that's easier um, depending on, on how we want to look at it. And, um, and what I, what I found that um, it's really not good to compare, uh, compare these types of things. Uh, when I, what I kind of really realized was that um, say my struggle was an eight, uh, or a nine or a 10 for me, uh, as the worst kind of pain that I felt, um, other people's were the same. It didn't matter, um, what it was. It's kind of like, um, um, 
somebody else could have had a, a much more difficult time than me or, or, or something that somebody else would call, oh, that would have been easier to have. Uh, but to that person, that could be a 10. And, um, and so I kind of related it that way where it doesn't, in a sense, matter as much what caused uh, this kind of pain for somebody to go through. It's just what level was it for them, uh, no matter what it was, and, and not to um, uh, judge, in a sense, uh, how somebody should be doing. And uh, the more I talk to people, then I realized a lot of these things where everybody has these struggles, everybody has their pain, um, which uh, is different in many ways. And, um, but the thing is, it's still pain, it's still struggle. And, and uh, we need to get through it. Um, I say we need to get through it. And <laughs> there's a lot of times where I say, uh, a lot of people say, well, I don't want to get through it, or, or, or it is an option uh, to do nothing. Um, so I don't want to take that off the table for somebody. It's, it's, it's just um, once we decide that we want to do something different, we can. And so this book um, came about for me, um, like, again, it's kind of seeded itself uh, uh, further back at the beginning. But over time, I kind of realized that um, I really would like to put it down, put um, my experience down on paper to help uh, people that are struggling with all of their um, different situations in life. And, um, and honestly, if the book didn't go anywhere, uh, it was great for me to be able to uh, write down for myself what happened during that time um, from my perspective, because everybody would have their own perspective. Um, but this was just totally from my perspective on how, how I saw it, how I felt, how I dealt with things. And, uh, and um, yeah, it has a lot of, um, or I me, mean, not a lot of, but there's a, it's an emotional part of course, in there, there's a death of my mm -hmm. wife that's in there. And that's like a tough, it's a tough thing right there. But again, it's just, um, it's just painting my, uh, the struggle part of my life. And uh, there was a lot of beautiful times also. Uh, and that's all in the book. And uh, so in a sense, the book kind of is like a scrapbook, uh, because it, well, it has pictures in it, and uh, different times of our life, and, uh, and how that all went. And and, uh, and that's basically how the book came about. Well, John, I want to thank you for writing this book and being vulnerable to the world and to others about your life troubles. As you just mentioned, you know, really anyone can relate because it's personal to them. Um, you know, they're, they're reading your struggles that you've had, but they're going to have their own and it's going to be unique to them. I, I personally found it a very amazing book very easy to read. And for anyone who's looking for any inspiring or uplifting message, you will definitely enjoy this book. So I wanted to start with some just general questions about yourself um, that we see through the book, at least. And so one of the major themes that I saw that ran throughout the memoir was your positive attitude. You know, as you just briefly alluded to uh, the death of your wife, um, you dealt with a lot of pain in your life. And yet, through this all, you've kept a very positive attitude in your life. And I think you were also a great example to your kids on how you dealt with this. Uh, and you really had the courage to stay the course of life and teach your kids this amazing life lesson. And I think anyone who reads this book, it's an excellent example for anyone who gets to read your memoir. So where would you say your positive attitude uh, of life comes from? Hmm. Um. Yeah, I think, it, like I said, I'm always interested in in all kinds of different things. Uh, anything new, um, I guess the inquisitive part of me. Uh, I also, um, I don't know, I just like to look at the new. And uh, the new for me is, is a positive thing. It's always uh, going forward. It's what's new. Um, um, again, we take stuff from our past. Uh, that's that we enjoy it's not to dispose of the past it's uh it's it's almost like uh wow this is a exciting thing like even growing up on the farm and for me that was exciting um going out with friends was exciting and there's always something to look forward to 
And that's the way I see it. Um, when a door closes, like they say, uh, another one opens. And, and so I always seem to kind of just look at the positive of things. Not that I ever uh, don't ever get down. And, uh, and that's why I wanted to show also that in the book, uh, I sure did get down. Um, and I wasn't very positive at that time because uh, everything that I wanted fell apart and the things that I wanted to fix, I couldn't. Uh, there was huge uh, amounts of uh, frustration there and and that wasn't working. So, um, so yeah, I just don't want to give uh, people the idea that, uh, uh, true, I'm a positive guy and, uh, and I like to look at the new, um, but... Um, there's also uh, tough stuff that happens um, that I do truly look to understand and uh, move on with, yeah, move forward from. You know, if I could quote from your book, one of the favorite parts that demonstrated this positive attitude was very early on in your situation with Val, I think when it, you guys first had the diagnosis and you said, uh, if I quote here, of course we were concerned that it could be something bad, like, Always, we chose to maintain our positive perspective on things. This always proved to work best for us. So there were uh, many examples in the book where I saw that you had the courage to take on what I would call seemingly impossible tasks. And one of the examples that comes to mind is when you wanted to build that automated machine, but you had no prior experience doing so. Uh, but you, you know, did your research, you took the time to learn what you didn't know, use the knowledge that you had in the past. And what you didn't know, you, know, you asked the universe or probably had other help and had people help you where you needed. Uh, where did this courage come from to take on these seemingly impossible tasks? Um, yeah, really. Um, uh, courage, I guess, is the best way to, to put it. Uh, I. I don't know. I, I'm not a boastful kind of uh, guy that way, but but to do, but again, for anybody to take anything on like that, um, courage is required, especially when things haven't been or didn't work out uh, for you in the past. Like some dreams were shattered, and um, and to find the courage to go on, um, yeah, that is that is courage. And uh, where did it come from? I think it's just always there. I think it lays uh, um, under the surface or 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 inside of uh, all of us. It's just it's just to take the step uh, to try. Um, the courage, really, um, the way I looked at it or look at these types of things is uh, what's the worst that could happen? Um, yeah, it can fail, and um, but realistically. Um, fail as long as long as i can accept that as long as i can accept that like look uh if if it doesn't work out the way i planned it um uh, i'll still be able to move on i'll still be able to do something anyways if i couldn't build the machine if something didn't come about that way but somehow i just believed that i could and um and i was also building momentum at the time um uh which i thought was uh very important um again when when you're kind of broken and kind of beat up, uh, it's important to do even little things that mm -hmm. you don't think are a big thing, but they are. Um, somebody could be in, in a terrible spot in their lives and maybe they just spend their day in bed. Well, hey, how about, you know, um, if we make a promise to get up that day and uh, have a shower and get some uh, breakfast going and that will be a success. And, uh, and so even like small things, uh, like that. So that's what I started doing really was, um, just building, building and doing more and more, um, in the book there, I built the water slide there for the, for the kids. <laughs> and, and, uh, cause we had a property that had that good slope, uh, down the back. I didn't need to build a water slide, but this is another one of those things that I would do. Um, that would, that would again, build self-confidence, uh, and, and how silly it may seem, okay, you did a water slide. Well, how do you go from that to building a machine? Um, you just do. It's just like, it's just another step because uh, I started to, so in a sense, I didn't really look at it as courage. I just looked at it as, well, I've, uh, I've done this, I've done that. And I just 
can do things. And so I just wanted to try. And uh, I was willing to accept the consequence of it not working, although honestly, that never really fit into my mind uh, very much. I just knew I could do it. Um, my problem I've done, I've worked on machines like this before, is just that I haven't uh, done all of it alone. And uh, so there were other expertise that were required, um, which um, somehow I did do it. You know, to relate back to what you were talking about, one of the stories that I found actually relates to this and it's not anything about yourself, but it was like about your son, Nick and his quest to want to snowboard. And again, to quote from, uh, and if you haven't read the book yet, uh, you talk about how Nick really wanted to snowboard that one day and you weren't really sure if he would uh, be able to do so. And he did and was quite successful, even at a young age. And uh, again, to quote in the book, you said, it just goes to show you that when you set your mind to do something, don't let anyone persuade you. Otherwise, you just need to try. And I think this can translate into so many aspects of our own lives. And I think Nick probably saw that from a very young age. And uh, it's a great example for any of us. Just try something new and just see where it goes. You never know where it might take you. Yes, absolutely. I, I think it's, uh, this is a thing too. I learned so much from the kids. It's like, it's funny, you know, people think as a parent or as an adult, uh, you're doing all the teaching and we are doing a lot of teaching. Um, but it's interesting though, too. Uh, there's even a, a section in the book there too, where um, I, I, I say what I learned from them, like that they, that they do work on these different types of things and it's not easy for them. Um, but um I, I take a lesson from that in myself too that uh, that I'm not I'm not done learning uh, just because uh, you know we're supposed to be these adults that know everything and uh, and, and that it's not like that and uh, so yeah from from the kids and Nick was an excellent example of that all the time where um, yeah he would set his mind to it uh, I wanted him to you know I figured okay let's get you some skis. We're going to get skiing first and then we'll get to snowboarding. No, he wouldn't have any of that. He was all set. He's going to snowboard. And that was the end of it. Uh, there's lessons to learn for everywhere. <laughs> so to change topics a little bit in your book, you talk a lot about your adventures dating and how dating can be a confidence boost. You also talk about trying to be picky while you're dating and trying to find what you call uh, the right fit or trying to fit your life puzzle together with someone. For anyone at any age who are looking for dating advice, what important dating lessons have you learned? <laughs> yeah, that's, um, well, good question. And, uh, and well, absolutely. The big, it's, it's, I think it's a misnomer or, I don't know. People go on dates and they want to impress uh, the other person. And of course, it's it, we don't want to go on a date and and and, and put on our worst uh, <laughs> our, our worst uh, you know face forward uh, that kind of thing. Uh, just you know, we we want to definitely impress. Um, but people seem to get into which I did. Uh, um, I don't know if I'm uh, wording it right, but uh, but to to try to impress by being somebody necessarily that you aren't, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just just again, it comes back to that advice where they say, "Oh, just be yourself." It's the problem is to be yourself is is not as easy as as uh, as it is said. Um, a lot of us. I think everybody uh, knows that there's parts of themselves that uh, maybe aren't so great um, and they don't have to be really bad things. They could just be small things that, you know what, I get stressed over, you know, uh, a mess in the house or, 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 or just, it could be just small things that, that you yourself perceive as not being uh, a great thing. And so and so then we kind of hide all these things and we put them all away. And then we try to put on this front um, of what you think the other person may want to see. So, um, yeah, I've, I've done a whole pile of this and, and, and backwards and forwards in different ways. And you know what? It never really worked. 
the happiest time that I ever had was when I got when I knew who I was. I wasn't in a sense trying to impress anyone. It's just that this is how I am. And 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 I had these good qualities, and that was the thing too. I felt they were good qualities in my mind um, that I was bringing to the table in a sense uh, if I was going to date somebody. And so, it, 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 like you mentioned confidence there before, I feel that's where a lot of confidence comes from, uh, you yourself. And if there are some things that you do um, that aren't very good, uh, well, then how about we fix those? So, and again, we can totally do that because it's in ourselves. And so, and so it's just to make ourselves always better. We know what we're bringing to the table to meet people. and. Um, and with that, um, when you're proud of yourself, it just comes through. It comes through in your expressions. It comes through in how you talk. Um, and it's not that you have to be proud of everything, even your shortcomings that, that we all have. Um, that's just us. And, and there's nothing bad there even. So, so I think uh, the, the thing is uh, true. Be yourself. Um, but the, I guess the problem is if somebody isn't so friendly and nice, uh, I guess they're going to learn pretty quick that they have some uh, tuning up to do. Uh, so, so realistically, I still I think it's like uh, old advice, which is, yes, be yourself. Uh, but more importantly, um, enjoy who you are. And and so once you know who you are and you're going on that date, I'm always interested in the other person. Uh, that's who I'm interested in. Um, I don't really want to. Well, I'll talk about myself, but the interesting part to me is I want to find out about this other person. I want to find out what they do, what they're excited about. Uh, where did they live? How was it living there? Uh, where do they want to live? Where do they want to go? There's there's so many things to talk about. And um, it just comes to genuine interest in other people. Um, so basically, I think that's how I look at it. Uh, know yourself. Know what you want. Um yeah, I would even have a list in my mind on the type of qualities I want to see um, in the other person uh, because those qualities are important to me, and um, and and uh, that's part. Of, that's what really comes from asking the questions and finding out about other people to see what kind of uh, person, what kind of personality they are, and to see if that's compatible or not. And the flip side is too, they, I may not be compatible with them. Right. Uh, so uh, again, I, but I'm fine with that because again, uh, I'm a work in progress. We're all work in progresses and uh, we're always trying to better ourselves. So I'm not going to match up with a bunch of people and a bunch of people aren't going to match up with me. And I'm totally okay with that, but there's nothing wrong with meeting a great friend uh, in the process uh, um, along the way, um, should you be looking for somebody to become more serious with? So in your book, you share a lot of personal challenges and how at times you felt that you failed as a husband, uh, because you were unable to protect Val from a lot of that pain that she was experiencing. And so again, to quote from my ice cream Sunday, you said, I was unable to shield her or protect her from anything. I was a terrible husband and had no clue on how we would get through this. Would you say that your attitude about this stage of your life has changed now that you've been able to process some of the pain uh, that you've had gone through and uh, maybe now gone through more of a healing journey yourself? Uh, yes, absolutely. Things, things have changed. Um, the thing that I learned from all of this looking back is is that I did the best that I could at the time. And, and, and sometimes that could just, it, it may need to not even appear to look like uh, we're doing good uh, at all during these times. But that's the thing, we're doing the best that we can at the time. And with the tools that we have available, the knowledge that we have available, the emotions that we're dealing with, uh, the situation that we're dealing with, um yeah so so absolutely like um the thing is i've 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 grown from that time in in a sense uh that i learned that i cannot uh do everything i can't control everything and um 
that would have been more of a of a problem that a problem or or just uh, uh, my nature of uh, how I was at the time uh, that I felt I could and should fix and protect and do everything. Um, and then I realized that I couldn't. Uh, that was a real shocker for me. That was a real um, and and somebody can look from the outside and say, well, that was real, really unrealistic uh, for me to think such a thing. Um, and but that's the thing of all of us looking from the outside uh, on um, on somebody else's life. Um, we may not really understand uh, exactly what they're doing. And the, the big thing is that really. Um, we do the best that we can, and that's really all that we can do. Would you have any advice to other families or spouses who may be experiencing the same feelings, um, maybe going through that cancer struggle, or um, maybe the, the spouse has passed away, and any kind of advice that you would give uh, having gone through it yourself? Yes. Um, yeah, it's... I think it's, well, it's, it's, it's unique. Every situation is unique. Everybody has um, their relationship uh, with their spouse. Um, again, um, it's, it would be, um, one of my biggest advices would be to be there for them as, as the husband, as the, you know, if it's your wife and if it's your husband who's going through it, be there as his wife. You be there as um, as a supporter to let them know that no matter what, uh, you love them, of course, and 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 you're going to do all that you can, um, realistically, to help. Uh, and uh, yeah, we can't control these life and death uh, type things, um, but again, it's it's is to do what we can do, and and not focus on what we can't do. Um, because that just uh, that list can grow very large very quickly um, in in these types of things. So yeah, like definitely um, again, it's to keep doing the things that you can do, uh, focused on that, um, and 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 to keep uh, keep close with your partner and keep your spirits up. Uh, it's hard to say. when when it's a difficult time, and I was totally there. Uh, keep your spirits up. Uh, but you know what? There there are times where, you know, uh, Val and I would look at each other and go, oh, my, how did we get to this point? And and it was like with a laugh uh, because we we really we really didn't see any of this coming. And, and how did we get to that? So, again, even that is like communication um, and and acknowledging what's happening and uh, and then changing gears. Let's go out for a walk. Um, and if, uh, if the person can't walk, let's go watch, uh, one of the funny movies that we like to watch, um, to do something, um, uh, to, to help the other person. You know, another one of the major themes that weaved through this book, uh, was this kind of realization about turning to God uh, for guidance or help or direction in your life. And for many of us, myself included, I think this only happens when we've exhausted every other therapy or solution or help from others. And I think you experienced this a number of times in your life. Uh, you definitely struggled with a lot of pain with Val. And there were many times in your life that you were just not sure what direction to go. But then you finally did turn to God and ask for help. Why is it that you think we as humans take so long to come to this realization? Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if it has something to do with, uh, again, uh, admitting defeat, or, or, uh, uh, um, it, it, it's tricky. The I, I for one, um, didn't want to take on any help of any kind. Um, uh, people would offer help, and I would decline it. And, uh, and now I look back and going, I was basically drowning and, uh, and I'm turning away help, um, uh, from other people. It's, I, I don't know if it was a sense of pride or it's again, a sense of, no, no, I have to be able to do this on my own. I have to be able to get through this. Um, but it's, I found it's definitely not the way to go about it. 
um, it's definitely not a good way of, of uh, taking everything on yourself and thinking you have to do everything yourself. Otherwise, um, what? You appear weak. Um, you appear like maybe you can't handle it. Uh, all kinds of reasons can come up why. When other people would offer um, to help, um, even with a dinner, um, I was declining uh, different uh, assistance. I had to get even that in my head uh, because my problem was also that if I accepted this help, well, what would I do to pay them back? How could I pay this person back? And at the time, I'm already swamped. And so now I'm creating myself another job that I have to pay this person back eventually. Um, uh, and, and what if this person say moved away, what if uh, it was a neighbor and then they moved away and I, and they just went to maybe another country and I just didn't see them again. Well, how would I pay them back? Um, and then to accept help, uh, from them, I, I always wanted to somehow be able to reciprocate it. Um, and then the more I thought about it and, uh, the more uh, in trouble I seemed to have got myself, uh, by not accepting help. Um, uh, I think I did that uh, very well, I think, through my life is look back at the situation and think of it openly instead of being maybe uh, swaying my vision one way or being stubborn or whatever you want to call it, um, uh, being open to some new suggestions or some new ideas. And so I started to think about it. Well, if I can't help that person, well, maybe this is what they talk about. Well, how about paying it forward? How about doing helping somebody else out in their time of need? Because maybe if it was this Jim, uh, the neighbor, uh, helped me and then moved away and I never saw him again. And um, I could help just other people that I come across. And that would be that would be the help that I would be able to pay back um, and that type of thing. Um, and so help on its own. Uh, I had a really hard time. And when I really got down to the end of it, and like you said, uh, inviting God in, um, I, I, I don't know at this time, I, I think I either read it or watched something on YouTube. Um, somewhere I got the information that came to me is, uh, how about, uh, how about checking in with God over here? And that's where I started to think, well, again, that's another, that's another thing I'm looking objectively on things. And I'm like, well, God can he's way more qualified to handle life and death situations than I am. And, uh, and I'm actually proving that I'm not doing a very good job at it in, in my own eyes. Um, and, uh, and so that's where that happened. And so then uh, I find it kind of interesting where I started having my own little conversations with God, um, uh, just wherever, um, like, like some people say, well, they may have to wait till Sunday to go to church to have their talk. Uh, but I'd have a talk daily uh, with with God like that. I didn't have to go to church. I didn't have to go to a special place. I could be sitting, driving, uh, laying in bed. And um, and then I actually then I did the same kind of deal with God that uh, help look after Val on on these different um, in these different ways that I can't. I'm not qualified. You're God. You know all my flaws. You know I'm. You know I'm not qualified to deal with this, but you are. So if I hand that over to you, and then I basically do the same kind of deal as I would do with this uh, fictitious gym that I said. Um, let me know how I can pay you back. Right. And uh, and so this way I feel um, that um, you know I'm still helping. I'm still doing. It's just I'm helping in a way that I'm good at. Um, so I would do things around the house. I'd be able to look after all of that, uh, the life and death stuff that I, that was so intangible that I didn't know how to get my head around it, that whole area. Then I did hand that over to God that way, um, with the pretext of, uh, use me how you want, uh, afterwards. And, um, and that's really how I had to get over the whole thing of asking for help really was my thing. So if people wanted to get a copy of your book, My Ice Cream Sunday, where would the best place be to go to get a copy? Yeah, it's available on Amazon. Um, it's called My Ice Cream Sunday. And 
uh, you can type in my ice cream Sunday, it'll come up. Um, John Golub, uh, G O L U B is how you spell my last name. And, um, uh, Amazon is the easiest. Um, I am married, um, now married and now my wife, she, uh, posts it in local buy and sells, um, uh, to, to sell to people too. So you may even see her ad out there locally. But, uh, but the easiest way, of course, is on Amazon and uh, they'll deliver it. And, uh, and that would be great. And how can people connect with you on social media if they want to learn more about this as well? On, on social media, yeah, I have a Facebook page. It's uh, John Golub, uh, My Ice Cream Sunday. And uh, that'll come up there. So I started uh, this uh, Facebook page and uh, I'm growing it and uh, want to add more and more value to it. So this is um, this is another uh, work in progress, another another new thing that I uh, I wasn't even a big Facebook guy. I didn't really even know how to do all this. So I, I needed tons of advice and help in, in doing that. Uh, but just like anything else, uh, I take it on. And the thing is, I, I get a lot of, uh, letters, messages, uh, and everything from people that the book really does help them. And, um, and you know what, and that, uh, made it all really worth it for me. Like I said, I didn't know how it was going to go. Maybe this is that other part of uh, God, uh, <laughs> my deal with God over there going, okay, use me how you need me. And, um, maybe somehow this book came out of it. Like, to help someone if you can help somebody um that's going through a tough time uh it's definitely worth it to me uh if you can just help one person it would be great now you're just paying everyone back yeah so i always ask these last two questions towards the end of the interview what is one thing you want our listeners to get out of today's conversation uh one of the things yeah, to get out of the conversation is that no matter how tough your life is um, or whatever is going on, uh, that there is another morning coming. There is another day. Uh, we really don't know our future. Uh, just like uh, I'll say bad things or things that we don't want happen. Um, great things happen too. Amazing things happen. Uh, but it's all in the future. And, uh, and to keep going that way. The thing I, I feel is um, there's a lot of advice. There's a lot of uh, different things. I have different things in, in my book as well on what helped me and what worked with me. Um, but I really want people to get out of uh, our talk today is how special that they are, how special um, and unique that they are. There's... I think that counts up to about 8 billion people on the planet. Um, uh, and we're all unique. Uh, you know, uh, we have these special skills, abilities, the way we talk, the way we look, the way uh, there is nobody else that that is like you. There just isn't. There's things that you're just more adapt to to do better than me. And, and there's different things that I uh, will inherently be better at than you no two are the same. And I think just, I just really want everybody to understand how great they are and how special they are, that, that life isn't uh, set up to punish them and to, and to do terrible things to them. Um, it really isn't. Uh, and I think that's why um, these different clues and different things get set up. I don't know um, from where the universe, God, uh, people can call these things different things. But there's always something that helps you move ahead, either either something you read or something that somebody comes up and talks to you that you weren't expecting. Um, you, you just need to know. And that's then that's the thing that the reason all these things happen and all this momentum, uh, these seemingly uh, small things happen because you are special. You just have to take a step and to try and to move forward, no matter how hard that step is. But the first step is always the hardest. And uh, after that, it gets easier. So I really just want everybody to, to know that. And finally, John, what is something you want to learn more about? And again, this can be nothing related to our conversation today. Oh, geez, there's a, 
again, that's why I think life is so exciting. There are so many things, uh, you know, so many walks of life and so many different things. Oh, my goodness. Um, when I think about it, of course, well, I'm in, I love the whole electrical thing. And so I'm interested. Uh, I never spent enough time or looking at electric uh, cars and how that's all coming about. So this is it's not really new because we all know that they're around and many of you out there even have an electric car right now. But technology is changing quickly, you know, on on different things. So I just like to learn I don't know. I find the cars interesting right now and, and, and what they're doing for electric and what's that going to change? How's that going to change as far as um, changing our whole lives, uh, moving from gasoline, if that happens or not. But I find just new technologies uh, very interesting that way. So I'd love to learn more about electric cars, but you know what? I'm fascinated by a lot of things. What I'm fascinated about is when people are really passionate about whatever they do and I can't help but get interested in that I'll watch a video of somebody weaving a hat out of, out of bamboo or something. I'm fascinated. I'm interested because look at them go. I just love to see people do, do their thing, whatever that thing is, because it comes through in the way they do it. So I have, I don't know. I think I have a huge list of stuff. I'll go with the cars and the hats. (laughs) (laughs) Well, John, thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope everyone listening in has learned Uh, a little bit more about your inspiring message and please go out and get a copy of John's book, my ice cream Sunday. So thank you so much, John. All right. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. Thanks for tuning into the have you ever podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you like what you heard, please rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Do you have a topic you would like me to explore? I would love to hear from you. You can follow me on Instagram at haveyouever.podcast. Have a great day and stay curious.